This talk is offered by Ordinary Mind Zendo. Ordinary Mind was founded by Barry Magid, Dharma heir of Charlotte Joko Beck, and is dedicated to her vision of a psychologically-minded Zen practice adapted to the needs of American students practicing in the context of their everyday lives. Our public programs are made possible by donations from people like you. Book of Equanimity, Case 16. Meoku thumps his staff. Meoku arrived at Showcase Place, holding his staff. He walked three times around the meditation seat of Showcase and thumped his staff once. Showcase said, Right, right. Miyoku afterwards went to Nansen, walked three times around the meditation seat of Nansen, and thumped his staff once. Nansen remarked, Wrong, wrong. Miyoke said, Shoke said, Right. Why do you say wrong? Nansen said, For Shoke it is right. For you it is wrong. What comes from the power of wind in the end becomes broken and crumbled. The verse. Right and wrong, watch out for the trap. It seems to be putting down, seems to be approving. Who's the elder is difficult to tell. Who's the younger is difficult to tell. He knows to release when it's time. What's special about my snatching away? Thumping the golden staff, standing all alone, circling the rope mat thrice, he plays at leisure. Being agitated, a sangha spawns right and wrong. I reflect a demon is seen in a withered skull. This morning in my opening remarks, I said how zazen is something that we can't do right or wrong. And yet that that ground of practice where there is neither right or wrong is hard to maintain. And to say that we can't do zazen right or wrong is not to say that there are no mistakes in a zendo. What we do here is formal and ritualized. We have lots of little rules. It's easy to get them wrong. Particularly in Orioke, you can do it for a couple decades and still get it wrong, as I demonstrated, (laughs) forgetting when a chant would come. So mistakes constantly will happen, and we have to constantly correct them and try to get, try to just perform 
the ritual correctly, to master the form the way you master a dance or learn the words of a song. But there's no real ultimate satisfaction to be had from simply getting everything right and never making a mistake. I'm not sure anybody would be satisfied if their tombstone said, she never made a mistake. Eh? not sure that's really a sign of a rich and full life. <laughs> uh, so there's something beyond uh, not making mistakes, just learning to do everything right. Now, in this case, we're talking about right and wrong at a, at a deeper level than the level of mistakes. Naoku comes to Shokai's uh, temple, and instead of following any of the usual rituals for a visiting monk, simply walks right into the hall without saying a word, walks around the teacher's mat three times and bangs his staff. Now I think we can well imagine that this is the action of someone who feels like, I finally got it. <laughs> right? That I've been stuck in this one up, one down, student-teacher dyad for the last couple decades, but now I've had an experience and I realize I totally stand on my own two feet and I'm the equal of anybody. Right? And I will come in and I will do this thing that demonstrates to the teacher and to everybody else, I've got it. Right? And I think that's a a genuine experience and people will feel a great release and sense of rightness that can be expressed this kind of way. But here Shokai responds to this by saying, right, right. Now that's a trap. And Yokai steps into it. Because basically what it looks like is that he's exchanged wrong for right. And right feels better. Uh, but then he goes to Nansen, does exactly the same thing. He should have quit while he was ahead, I suppose, but he's, he's going to go do it again, right? <laughs> it worked so well the first time, let's do it again, you know? So he goes to Nansen, does the same thing, and Nansen says, wrong, wrong. Well, Miyokai just can't quite get why he's getting the opposite response for doing the same thing. And what you have in this little uh, scenario is some expression of how right and wrong are actually 
empty on both sides of the equation. Shoke and nonsense. Doesn't matter if you're right, doesn't matter if you're wrong. But Naoku gets stuck wanting to be right, not wanting to be wrong, not understanding what could be wrong when he's really just stood his ground. How could that be wrong? Well, it can't be wrong. You can't be wrong. Of course, if you can't be wrong, you also can't be right either. And that's part of the uh, uh, dilemma here. Uh, You know, sometimes when people will come to visit me here, and they'll from some other uh, center where they've been practicing. And sometimes they, um, either subtly or not so subtly, let me know how many years they've been practicing, you know, and what they've uh, realized and achieved. They don't want to uh, get the idea that, uh, you know, they're a beginner. They want to make sure, I know they've been doing this for 10 or 15 years, you know. Well, of course, doing that makes pretty much the opposite impression than the one they're aiming for. Uh, If you've really been doing this a long time, you don't have to convince anybody of it. You don't have to wear it on your sleeve or prove it. Uh, You just come in and be yourself and meet someone. Um, You don't have to uh, hand them your resume. You You don't have to show show off uh, where you've been and who you are. See, I think that it's uh, very typical that you could take any sangha like this and 95% of the people, you could put the, down the left side the ones who are always worried that they're doing something wrong. And down the right side, you know, you could put down all the people who think, I got this, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right? And maybe there'd be a couple people left over who really have just forgotten about right or wrong that are just sitting. Right? And when we talk about just sitting, one of the things just means is that they're not doing it right and they're not doing it wrong. They're just sitting. They're not sitting right. They're not sitting wrong. They're just sitting. That's hard. It's too simple. See, when we've spent a lifetime feeling there's something wrong with us, and we all, in one way or another, grow up feeling that way, or we wouldn't end up in this kind of place, we we want to put it right. We want to stop being wrong, and the great temptation is to say we're going to switch sides. Instead of wrong, we're going to finally be right. And that does feel great. Uh, but it's, it's very much a halfway point, and one where it's very easy to get stuck in. Um, I guess if you're going to be stuck, it's better to be stuck feeling right than wrong. But at least it feels better. It may not look a lot nicer to the people around you. Uh, <laughs> that's a different uh, issue. Um, 
people who feel wrong usually elicit sympathy from the people around them. People who are right all the time elicit something else, right? So what you have in this kind of story, and what we are always bumping into in this practice, is how do we practice from a place that's not about right or wrong. It's about just sitting. And we can't go there directly. What we have to do over and over again, and what this koan uh, illustrates, is we really have to watch where we think we get it wrong. We have to really watch where we think we get it right. We have to be honest about that. We have to expose it, or the teacher has to do something to reveal it. And then undermine it. Right? Undermine the wrongness. Undermine the, the, the rightness. And then we see what's left over. Okay. What's left over is our life as it is. And that really is this great undifferentiated expanse. Right? It extends freely in all directions. It's not divided up into the good side and the bad side although it certainly may be divided up into things that hurt and things that are comfortable. But one of the great lessons I think we have to get in our life is that when our life is hard, when our life is difficult, when it's painful, it doesn't mean we're doing anything wrong. And when our life is comfortable and going well, It may not be because we're doing anything right. That's just how our life is going. It's not about us all the time. Not about what we're doing one way or the other. Our pain is not our fault. And sometimes, you know, our... Our comfort and our good fortune is not our, a sign of our having uh, been so much smarter uh, or so much more enlightened than anybody else. Sometimes that's just what's being served to us through no effort or merit of our own. So watch your practice. Watch out when you do it right. Watch out when you do it wrong. Come back to just sitting.